She's got 18 minutes just getting ready, suiting up, putting everything together, and going to the elevator. 75 seconds of suspense. Countdown going down to the floors. You've got the strobing lights as she's going down each floor. You've got the music kind of droning. And there's fear. There's absolute fear. Welcome to the 20 Digits Scene Review Podcast. This is episode three, featuring myself, David, and Alex. So today, just like uh, every other episode, we've been reviewing a scene, uh, one of each, and today is no different. But I think what we'll do is get Alex to start first, because I think I had the honors last time. Yep. So uh, for this episode, I picked um, the opening title sequence of... uh the Greatest Showman, recently released um, movie musical, of course. Uh, so if you're following along, this will be from the zero minute mark up to about 2:40 on the on the show. This is this can be found on Disney Plus if you have that, or um, it's also available on YouTube. And we'll have a link in the show notes. So um, this, I mean, before I get into the particular scene, I'll just quickly say I'm, I'm not going to turn this into like a, an entire movie review or something, but <laughs> I really love the soundtrack of the, of the whole movie. Like if, if you get a chance, just go listen to it. Um, it's probably available for free uh, on, on YouTube and whatnot, but of course you can also buy it. Um, like uh, almost every song, it's just, it's, a, it's like, it's got, it's got a great hook and it's, it's a hit. And so this particular song is the, of course, title track, Greatest Show. Um, I don't mean to interrupt here, but I, I just want to interject. Uh, I have to agree 100%. I mean, I'll provide my comments, obviously, on the scene that you've picked, but I just wanted to interject here to, to let you know, did you know that the day they launched or, I guess, released the film, the critics absolutely destroyed the film and the, and the, and the music? I don't remember what really? the ratings were. Yeah. I don't remember what the ratings are but they were not favorable. And for a full week, can you imagine the cast? Can you imagine Hugh Jackman spending all that time? <laughs> you know, it's just a, sort of a dream that they that he had put together and the others too, just for a full week of just, oh, I can't imagine what they must have been feeling at that point. Yeah, it almost, it almost mirrors the story a little bit, I guess. Yeah, exactly, exactly. From, from at any rate um yeah so the, the title track uh begins and so they roll the music and in terms of visual it's actually rolling just company credits so you see like 20th century and, and all the stuff for 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 probably a good 15 20 seconds but you know the music plays on and um right away it, it just it's hitting you with uh like the, the it's setting the tone like you're getting an idea of what what your kind of uh, music and, and feel you're going to get from this movie and then the way like despite the fact that it's you know not modern times but they've got the electric guitars going in there and stuff and, and a very rock feel and a very edgy in your face kind of kind of thing and with the song and uh so yeah the company credits roll in and then um it cuts to a, a visual of you know Hugh Jackman's character um of course Barnum right um in in silhouette with with backlighting and it, mm-hmm. uh, again, it just totally matches uh, the edgy feel because you've you've got it's, it's kind of kind of dark, right? And, and uh, um, uh, again, edgy in your face kind of feel. And then uh, the music is great because it's got this 
you know, sharp changes from from probably fortissimo is what they wrote in the music down to pianissimo, where where it's just um, uh, Barnum singing his line in in a very quiet, almost whisper, and then again, bam, into fortissimo, and then bam, into into, into the pianissimo. It's almost like Beethoven esque or something, and so. Uh, you've got a lo loud vocal ensemble and and just the uh, the motif that they've got very early on in the thing it's reminiscent of course of, of Queen's we will rock you with the with the low yeah, bass on, on, on the stomping yeah. and then you know yeah. the high claps and whatnot um, the 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 ensemble the vocal ensemble is, does a, a good job with this and singing the, the harmonies and stuff uh, what else we got to say um, what did you think about the usage of a silhouette and the lighting in the back? Because that seems to be, you know, it's a show, he's a star. Why is he a silhouette kind of in the back? And if you recall, like the first picture of that is him and then the stands in the back. So it's not like he's in the middle of it. But I thought that was quite fitting given, um, given the show that they were putting together. It wasn't mainstream. It certainly wasn't celebrated either by the main, uh, by by the pop, you know, the popular person at the time. So it's a, it's an interesting take and already right from, as you say, it sets the tone right away of, of, um, what it's all about. And they do that very well. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a neat, uh, I guess the design decision on their part of, of the scripting or whatnot, or the cinematography, uh, I guess what the, what it let them do was it's, it's, you have Barnum's character or Barnum, um, not in the middle of the ring, not on stage, exactly. and then exactly. he has a chance to walk through exactly. and, and then exactly. get there. And they, right. like he's taking you to the show, right. kind of. And thing. it's a journey for him. He wasn't. He didn't. He didn't have the spotlight right from the very beginning. Like there was nothing. He had to get there, and that's from the back, from the background, right from the from the uh, inner or the, uh, the inner, from the from backstage even. Like he, you know, he was not certainly not um, accepted. Let's say. And certainly this, and this is definitely reflective of even the people that uh, was part of the show, right? They were all different. They were all not accepted in society. So it's just a, it's just right from the get-go, they, they had that, the director just had a really good vision of what that should be. And it was yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that, but you're right. It's definitely analogous to to his life, of, uh, or at least the, the storyline that um, that they're trying to put out in the um, in the script, mm -hmm. um, and the the visuals and even the choreography and the of, of the dancers and the camera movement were working really well with with the music and and again the feel that they were trying to portray. There's even a point where the the horses come in for the first time and their literal hoof trots right. are in time with the music, and that's neat. That you have things like. Uh, a burst of fire happening on beat one of the music and right. it just worked really well. And then the time where it gets to the, to the, to later bit of, um, of the music, um, the camera, it begins circling around and it, and then again, that just really matches what's, what's happening with the music and then what's happening in the lyric, even how it's, uh, he, he repeats that, I guess, uh, phrase or stanza, what if you want to call it, maybe three, four times and it and matches the circling camera going around several times. But overall, it's just really good. Highly recommend the soundtrack once again. Yeah. I, mean, I just wanted to shout out to the scores by John Debney and jo Joseph uh, Trapanesi. Yeah. I wanted to look that up. And, and Debney's is really celebrated if you go look him up on the internet on, on some of his credentials. He's done quite a bit of stuff in film scoring. Yeah, for sure. These guys are, these guys are pros. And 
Definitely great. And, you know, the scene ends well too, right? So it ends with him, you know, the, the, crowd, the crowd kind of fades away and goes back to him as a child. So right from the get-go, you, re- you realize he's not there. That's his dream. Or is it a dream? Or is he going to get there? And we're going to see that journey now. So it's, um, it's a really nice way to tie in um, the story from, from the very beginning. So the audience knows or wants to know if he's going to get that dream. Or is that just... A, you know a snapshot of the future you don't know so but because you have that kind of hook let's say it really helps drive the story along so it's a nice um a nice transition let's say from from that to him as a child so it's pretty cool yeah yeah all right okay. so what have you got for us all right this week i'm pretty excited to talk about uh i guess we're back into the action of things uh but this time not so much the 90s now into the uh into the 80s and what i'd like to talk about is aliens which you know there's a lot actually a lot of people that actually believe alien is actually better than aliens and actually i can't disagree there's many different reasons why that could be better for different um, that you could list list off but uh, today's segment is from aliens and it's probably one of the most interesting scenes um in action which is the elevator scene um and just to give a bit of context for the audience, uh, without giving away completely, but uh, this is a an '86 or '87 film. I can't remember what the year, but um, the context is um, there's an, an, like a planet, a colony, an outpost of aliens that takes over the colony, and um, this uh, special teams uh, where the main character, Sigourney Weaver, who is Ripley, which is Ellie Ripley, which is just a wicked name, is uh, the consultant on this to see you know whether or not uh, the colony is a threat. And of course, there are aliens, and of course, they 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 kill them all. <laughs> but the the context of this particular scene is that the child that survived was the only survivor of the colony when they first arrived. And during the course of the movie, um, unfortunately, she gets captured. And it's at this point, Ellie Ripley. Uh, takes on a mother figure and says that we're, she's absolutely going to rescue this uh, res- rescue this girl, and so she's got about eighteen minutes left before the before the planet gets vaporized because they've they've decided to vaporize the planet uh, in order to uh, prevent any sort of aliens from escaping and, and threatening humanity and what whatnot. So she's got eighteen minutes, and the scene takes place with her just getting ready, suiting up, um, and. I think that's just that whole piece of her putting everything together um, and, and going to the elevator is <clears throat> is a really interesting piece because it's 75 seconds of suspense, uh, you know, a countdown going down to the floors. You've got strobing lights as she's going down each floor. You've got the music kind of droning. And I think what really steals the show here is her acting. Um, what I really love about this era of movie making, especially the heroine, is that there's fear. You know, there's there's absolute fear in her eyes, but she knows that she needs to do this. And unlike most of the latest movies I find, that there's that absence I find of just human emotion of fear that should be absolutely driving the situation. So to me, that's more important because despite the fear, you know, there's the bravery, there's the courage, and there's uh, the motivation to go uh, save um, 
Newt, who's the uh, who's the child that she's looking for. So, and it's it's a seventy five second ride to hell, and she's going on it all alone. She's you know not not duct tape, but some sort of taped up you know flamethrower and, and and some guns and um, shotguns and everything else, going all by herself down there. And just before, uh, what I really love about it too is you, you get us just as she gets and the, the doors are before they open. Um, she does this thing where she just closes her eyes, and is just again fear, just that human relatable emotion. And then she opens her eyes and says, "You know what? I got this. I, I have to do this." And so it's it's there's silence. You know, there's no there's no speech, there's no nothing, but it's just pure great acting. Um, and it's it's actually uh, a lot of people do refer to this scene uh, because suspense is what drives aliens in general. Like they didn't have the budget to do crazy computer graphics, and because of that, they use suspense throughout the entire film to drive it. And they, there's no better way than what they did here. And uh, as a final note, what people don't realize is that aliens, when people think about it, they think horror, they think you know sci-fi, they forget that that was actually, uh, I think there were seven nominated for seven or six Oscars. Um, actually, I don't even know how many, I have to check here actually, how many they actually won. But Sigourney Weaver actually was nominated for Best Actress, which is what people don't realize about this film. <laughs> like she was that good. And anyway, I just I, I just love her character. I love the other uh, characters in the film. Uh, I think it's a very relatable character. It shows a lot of um things that i think are a lot are actually quite missing in today's movies in my opinion but um anyway i just i'll stop there and maybe get your thoughts out yeah yeah cool uh definitely i agree with everything and that's that's a good point about the um about the fear and how you know i guess quote unquote a normal human is supposed to kind of respond or react or or behave in in the under the stress under the 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 nature of what's 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 happening or what they're about to go into and it's true with i guess in in movies of the last 15-ish years or something where the the, the fem- any female heroines would they're just a little too confident maybe that they, they're they're i OP, think both I guess, is to be honest like female and males it just it just seems like they're just there's just i i would say heroes and heroines it just seems like there's just so much bravado and there's there's just there, there's no tension because you know they're gonna win. You know that they're gonna beat them. You know everything already. And there's just they're superheroes. Like it just it's missing that piece, which um, I think that this very much embodies in in this scene in this movie very very well. And uh, yeah, anyway, that's that's why I picked it out, and I really I strongly recommend folks to to watch it it's very watchable today even there are obviously a couple scenes that you can tell okay yeah it's 1987 but uh, or 86 but it's rare same thing with alien actually that's it's i think the last scene is kind of but outside of that it's very watchable very watchable and it's uh it 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 stands the uh, test of time yeah i did wonder actually as in this in the minute or two before getting in the elevator how they showed the I guess a spacecraft or a yeah, that's right. like landing. <laughs> like, okay, if this is the 80s, how did they actually do this? Like, I can only assume it would have been a toy that, you know, model that they, yeah. they floated around. I think around. so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. But, it, it, but it looked pretty convincing. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, but uh, 
I think that uh, pretty much wraps up this episode. It was good. Those were two very good picks. I mean, it's not always going to be ones that we love. I think I think in future we'll try to maybe pick one that maybe we don't like and, and point out some of the things and maybe one that we don't necessarily agree on. But we just happen to pick <laughs> scenes that um, that we both enjoy. And I think that will. there's nothing wrong with that either. So Right, yeah. So thanks very much for your time, everyone. And um, stay tuned for episode four. All right, bye-bye. Take care. Thanks for listening. You can email us at scenereview at 20digit.com and find us on YouTube by searching for 20digit productions. And we're 20digit on Twitter and Instagram. Note that our website and all our online IDs are spelled with numbers 20digit. Thanks for listening to the 20 Digit Scene Review Podcast. 